We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. The, is it morning yet? Deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit, guys. I'm having way too much fun with this podcast. We're going strong. We've got over 235,000 downloads of the audio itself on all major podcast platforms. I'm excited for what the Holy Spirit is doing through technology, through media for His glory. We are seeing an awakening take place right now around the world, and that's exciting to be part of. I want to encourage you guys. My ministry has a new PDF called Three Secrets to Dialogue with the Holy Spirit. So please feel free to download that Three Secrets to Dialogue with the Holy Spirit and draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. That's what the scripture says. So you could opt in to that PDF download Three Secrets to Dialogue with the Holy Spirit because that's why Fireborn Ministries exists to equip you and empower you to know personally the Holy Spirit, draw closer to Jesus and receive the fire of God. I'm excited for today's podcast episode as I have Cody and Julie Oliver. They met at the Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry, and they obviously hit it off and launched into an incredible adventure, pastoring churches, planting, you know, worshiping Jesus. They're in the prophetic worship movement. They've got a new album coming out here real soon. I listened to their new single, Good Ground, guys. I love this. The presence of God is all over this. They've been introducing original worship, and I want to encourage you guys to check out their YouTube channel. It's Cody and Julie Oliver Music on YouTube. So please help me welcome Cody and Julie to Adventures in the Holy Spirit. Welcome, guys. It's an honor. Hi. Hey, Jared. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, brother. Doing awesome. The Holy Spirit is on your life. He's on your ministry. I'd like to know a little bit more about your background about how you guys, probably how you were called into ministry, because looking at your bio, you you were raised, you know, fifth generation and second generation of ministry. So this has been part of your life, a part of your call. But how were you personally called? And we could start with Cody or, or Julie, whichever one first, how you were called into ministry, and then how you kind of launched together in that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're both PKs. Church has been a part of our lives since we could walk. And um, I remember yeah. <laughs> giving my life to the Lord at a very early age at four or five years old and just walking with him through adolescence and childhood and teenagers and now into my 20s and now raising our family. But went to a Jesus Culture conference when I was 11 or 12 years old and got 
um, introduced to the power of the Holy Spirit. And that night, I believe Louis Engel was giving an altar call and praying. And I just didn't feel the call to worship in that moment, but I did get marked at that event. And something was drawing me into just hearing the Holy Spirit and allowing him to lead me in that. And around 15, 16 years old, I guess when you're the uh, pastor's kid and you're um, leading a youth group of six to eight teenagers and you can kind of play an instrument, you are now the worship leader for that youth group. And so I learned one or two songs and we sang that song for six months straight because it was the only one I knew, but it worked. (laughs) That calling just began to get developed and developed by pastors in my life. Even just going into my early 20s, there were definite moments where the Lord had just placed a desire to worship him and lead people into his presence. Yeah, we've just been able to develop that over the last couple of years. And now pastoring, we've been able to disciple and impart those things that have been imparted to me, to our worship team and worship department. For me, I so I'm fifth generation on my mom's side in ministry. And that is a great heritage, but can come with a lot of pressure. So like you're saying, it has to be a personal call. And, yeah. and you know, young age, growing up in the environment that that I served and loved the Lord, um, it was it was easy to to um, see what that would look like. But growing up, you're like, you know, is it really for me? Is this something that the Lord's calling me to do? And I think there just was kind of a knowing and an understanding from a young age. And I just, you know, honor my parents for kind of raising and nurturing that call of God on on me because they raised me with with such a value for the Holy Spirit and to really learn to listen to him from a young age. And so I grew up uh, in Arkansas in the Islamism of God, you know, full Pentecost, like that was where we were at and, and just a love for the word and a love for uh, hearing the voice of God. And especially through prophetic ministry, as I got older, I was like, wow, like this is like a whole nother level prophetic <laughs> ministry. Like what does this look like? And so that started a journey when I was a teenager and led me um, to the school of ministry we met at. And that was just like a full, like deep dive into what friendship with the Holy Spirit looks like. And so that just kind of confirmed, like, we have no idea what this looks like from the beginning to the end of our lives, but we know that we're called to serve and and, uh, minister to the Lord primarily and minister to his people and help uh, the saints be equipped. So, yeah, yeah, so it's just been fun. We met at a school of ministry. We both said that we would not go to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because pastor's kids, you know, we don't we don't need any school of ministry. Right. We we know it all. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Lord knocked that out of us pretty quickly. (laughs) Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him today. Yeah, that's exciting. So then, say from the School of Ministry, and then you guys eventually got married. How did you start flowing together to move with the Holy Spirit in original worship? Because, you know, I know I've done ministry for many years. And there's a season where it's like my wife was doing one ministry. I was doing another. But now the last few years, it's like we're we're a team. I mean, we've had to navigate the busy, hectic schedule of life, of ministry, of kids. You guys have this anointing on your life for worship and glorifying Jesus through it. So how did you learn kind of 
No, what did the Holy Spirit do to bring you together, to flow together and worship and be a team, even right now? Like um, I have a very heavy music background. Like I said, picked up guitar at you know, 12, 13 years old and began playing in church every Sunday for years and years straight. But then also being outside of church and going to play for some artists within Atlanta and do some songwriting within um, uh, just a different secular environment or a different world. And so I have a very strong musically uh, pooling. So I have a lot of melody in me. I know music theory. I have, I play a few different instruments, some of those things. And, and I think we've just learned a really good balance of, of learning. Okay. Hey, I need to allow her to lead in this moment because she's gifted in these few things that we're having to like actually lead in and allow her to draw that out of me as well to go, man, my gifting in this area is not as strong as hers is. Allow her to lead in that moment. Allow her to bring me with her in that I can be developed and you know strengthened and grown. And the same vice versa is going, hey, in songwriting or in introducing new songs or any of those things, allowing her to spend time with the Holy Spirit, spend time with the Lord, get everything out that she wants to express or um, adoration that she wants to give. And then going, let's try some different chords or try some different things and yeah. see how that can be a little bit more movable. And it's just been a, it's been a fun process. You know, for us, we, we jumped off the deep end in our first year of marriage yeah. with planting two churches. Oh yeah. That, to that, that was an adventure. I would love to hear that story because <laughs> wow. Yeah. The first year of marriage, you planted two churches. So right. yeah, describe that. Yeah. Like how does that even work? So, yeah. uh, but just to say like too, like he grew up with a musical pole and stuff. And I, I'm the kid who takes credit for my piano teacher retiring. Like I was, I was not <laughs> easy to work with as a kid, but I learned enough where I can, you know, dabble on the piano, but then he brings, and he pulls that, like, just that, uh, I've learned a lot from, you're such a good teacher, music teacher. Um, but I, you know, focus on like, like the lyrics, like, I feel like that's where like, oh, it's like, I, I'm a words person. And so I'll pull that out of him and I'll pull it out of me. But I, as far as planting the churches go, so, you know, rewind to 2017, when we um, were about to get engaged that spring, both of our parents had been uh, pastoring at separate churches across the metro Atlanta area uh, for years. And they both uh, quietly to themselves received a dream from the Lord to plant churches and then put it in front of us. And they're like, will you come on this journey with us? And that was like exciting, but like, how, how is that going to work? You know, like we're starting a life and we're starting churches. And um, so we went on a date and we said, okay, let's take like three days. Let's not talk about it. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. And then at our Olive Garden dinner, we're going to flip over a piece of paper. After fasting, says, yeah. go to Olive Garden. <laughs> we go to Olive Garden after you fast. <laughs> And uh, we flip over a piece of paper. It said yes or no. And we both said yes to both. And we're like, okay, let's figure this out. And what happened is that his parents were able to, to meet on Saturday nights. Right. Um, and then mine were on Sunday mornings. And for a year we did that, which was fun. And, uh, but, you know, after a while you can get really exhausted. And so we had to then pray about, you know, where do we go from here? And at the time we were raising up people at my parents' church to kind of take over um, what we were doing there. My mom's a worship leader. And so uh, they weren't without. And then Chris and Terry are the pastors of Resurgent where we are now. And so it just was a crazy adventure that we just, you know, we had to learn a lot very quickly in our first year of yeah. marriage. I think in um, our first year, yeah. uh, unintentionally and, mm -hmm. and not planned, we just realized that we had about five to six plates. Oh, yeah. Year. And yeah. um, we went as long as we could before we started experiencing some burnout and some just different mm -hmm. feelings of like what's going on and, mm -hmm. you know, really wanting 
just feeling the draw to like start to take care of ourselves and dream for ourselves and mm-hmm. what is the Lord doing in our lives. And yeah. so, yeah, with church planning, you're wearing multiple hats, you're having to do different things. And um, I think that really excelled us and, and, and made us <laughs> really pull things out of ourselves and with each other really early on yeah. that we're really grateful for. And yeah. it was a beautiful, beautiful season that we're both so honored to be a part of with those two churches and houses. And it's just propelled us to who we are today. So, Amen. Well, you mentioned burnout. I mean, these things happen. I've been there a few times in my life. But through the process, you learn more of the voice of the Lord. You may yes. not necessarily sense his manifest presence. I mean, it might be a, a, tri- a trial. It might be, you know, just he, he wants to see you faithful, spending time with him. But you were able to develop or learn principles of a prophetic culture. You know, so how did how did the Holy Spirit lead you into what you guys are doing now with uh, your coming album? And you developed the prophetic culture and listening together to take this original worship and record it to be released to the world. Uh, hope, hopefully that, that question wasn't too much of a question. No, no, no okay, I, can, but... I, can, I can speak into it. So my, my parents were on staff at, at, at Bethel, uh, Bethel Church, Bethel Atlanta here, and they were there for about 10 to 12 years. And so my first worship pastors and that culture was what I was kind of brought up in as far as the worship culture and what that house did and what those pastors did so, so beautifully is that they allowed the Holy Spirit to have complete, just complete freedom in their sanctuaries and their environments and their worship sets. And it really taught me how to be attentive and to be able to hear the Holy Spirit and, and see how he's moving um, throughout the worship environment, just in the sanctuary as worship was happening. And so that ability to just kind of start to lean in to go, man, what's the Holy Spirit doing in the room? And where can we surrender and allow him to have just do whatever he wants to do? And so that being you know equipped and trained in me, I've been able to take that in, to different areas and different environments. And yeah, that's just been a part of who I am. It's kind of in my DNA. I call it just kind of going fishing. You know, you get to a place in worship where things begin to settle and people start to engage and there doesn't, there's not an agenda. There's not a, hey, we've got 10 minutes left that we've got to fly through this. There's no performance in that at all. It's more so being surrendered and obedient to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in, in, a, in, a, in the room and um, allowing him to do that. And so, yeah, I hope that's the start to answer some of that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. How about you, Julie? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it really just comes down to trust, trusting the Holy Spirit that he can do more in five minutes than we can in our own abilities in five hours. <laughs> um, and knowing that if I'm not seeing like what I would see as a, a successful worship set in, in my flesh, that I need to open up my spirit eyes and really say, God, what are you doing in the room? Because there could be so much happening in the spirit or personally between um, just encounters that people are having with him that I will never know about. But I know that whenever I bring my best to him, that he's going to, he's going to use it and he's going to just use us as a a channel of blessing when we ever keep our hearts uh, pure before him and we're ministering primarily to him. He's going to minister to the people. He's going to minister to us. And that's the best type of ministry is whenever we're just yielding to him. And I think like between between us, you were talking about how we kind of learn how to work together in ministry. I think um, we really love to look at couples in ministry of like, okay, how do you make this work? Because whether it's in you're a worship pastor, you're a kids pastor, you're a senior pastor, there's always the different dynamics that you can bring because, you know, usually people in leadership are like, 
they're two powerful people with very differing opinions sometimes. And so, you know, how do you want to you know, best work together? And I think um, I remember listening to uh, Jen Johnson and uh, who of Bethel Reading uh, talk about this with her husband, Brian, and they're both worship pastors. And they're like, if I feel like the Lord's leading us this way, and then I, and then Brian goes the complete like left opposite direction. I was like, I can either get offended or I can trust that the Holy Spirit speaking to him because I trust him uh, as someone who hears him and someone who is doing his best to serve the Lord and to serve the people in the room. Yeah. And so I think that was um, just kind of life-changing for us as we were figuring out um, what gifts we both bring to the table and how we can put those into a union, not only in our marriage, but in our ministry. Right. And so it's been, uh, we've seen the fruit from that of, of saying, Hey, you know, I trust you and I know that you trust the Holy spirit. So right. we're, we're golden. We're going to be good. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. So, remove, remove comp- uh, competition and replace yeah. that with love. Oh yeah. That's been yeah. one of the, the best things that we have done as a couple is, yeah. is there's just, there's no, if you're competing, you're trying to perform, you're trying to find significance in something that you're doing versus mm-hmm. hosting the presence of God and doing that with love and excellence and allowing him to move. And so we're, you know, with us at our home church, we are trying to be a presence center and basically allowing the Holy Spirit from the top of a worship set to the end of a service to just have complete, like I said, space and freedom to just do what he wants to do and allow him to minister to people as we minister to him. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. You guys are sharing some profound truth that all Christians need to hear of surrender, of yielding, of hosting the presence of God. And that's what you guys have been doing in in your current ministry. But how did the Holy Spirit inspire you to start this this new album that you've got coming out? And um, how did he speak to you to kind of put those words on paper, put the music behind it, and then release it to the world? The inspiration behind it is we were seeing, we're, we're a church of about 200 people. We're meeting, um, we don't have a facility. We, we're set up breakdown um, church. and. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, what was starting to happen, uh, over the last maybe two or three years is that, um, testimonies were beginning to be shared that were impacting our community and, and messages were being, um, shared that were impacting our church. And, and we began to just feel this urge from the Holy spirit. Obviously we've, we've had dreams in our hearts from, for a long time to write music and, and, and to do things and, and, and worship. And so that dream had always kind of been in our hearts, but, he just started saying, Hey, like that message really is impacting our community. It's also really impacting you. Why don't you just sit in your living room and begin to kind of unpack that message, unpack those themes and those thoughts of what I'm doing inside of your church. And can you, can you allow that, not the individuality of our church, but what we're experiencing as a community, breathe out new worship songs to me. And so we just begin to kind of just have this discover Mm -hmm. discovery season of, man, I want to unpack that testimony. Let's trace God's goodness through that and and begin to elaborate on that and begin to create language around a victory or around a healing or around something supernatural that the Lord was doing. And then all of a sudden we started writing these songs and saying, you know what, I feel like we, we should introduce this to our church and not do it like, hey, we wrote this song. Please tell us you like it. It was more so like, let's just sneak it in there and just have an honest reaction. We'll get some honest feedback. So. And, you know, even again, being PKs, a lot of times there's the whole, woo, good job. That, those kind of things are, those interactions are great, but we're also old enough now and mature enough to be like, 
where's the tell us if it's dance, tell us the please. truth right just yes. give it to us how it is right <laughs> so we started introducing those songs and the response and reaction to that was just it floored both of us we were like oh my gosh i this is a fulfillment of of a dream that had been being started that we we're like we were created to do this like just this drawing of man writing a song in our living room with our toddler watching Cocomelon or the yeah. Wiggles or whatever in the background on a, on a voice memo to then introducing that to a, a congregation yeah. and hearing a unified prayer being lifted up to the Lord or yeah. a moment of worship was like, we have to continue to try to do this. And so that sent us on a journey of writing nine songs and, and introducing all of them to our church and, and then dreaming into what it would look like to record them and you know the response was like hey where can we go and find this song or hey who wrote that or hey where they want to go and worship to it throughout their week or in their workout or in their car or whatever and we were like we have to be you know i think one of the things that we're starting to unpack and dialogue with is success to the world looks like numbers recognition influence all those things and for us success in the kingdom is looking like faithfulness obedience and proper stewardship of what God has given you. And we also know that in that 20, 30 years from now, we'll be able to see a fruit of where we faithful with what God had given to us. So, you know, that's where we started to dream into that is just, Hey, can we be faithful? Can we be obedient? Can we see this through to the end? And we're both very excellent executing type driven personalities. So we're, you know, we're bringing the best that we can possibly Mm -hmm. bring, but we're also wanting it to just, allow people to have an encounter with God. Yeah. I think, um, so the album is called come and move and it's, it's just kingdom. I mean, every song pulls you into either, Hey, this is who you are. This is your identity in Christ, or here's a prophetic declaration over you, which is what our our single good ground is about, um, out of the parable of the sower. And, and it just, it calls you into having to respond to what the Lord is saying, either Mm -hmm. through the word or prophetically. And um, it's a response and it's an invitation to say, I'm yielding to you, Lord, come and move however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it just, every song, we just pray that people would make their own because you know, we believe as we're writing that the best worship songs are the uh, songs that you can pray that really point you to the heart of the father and just say, this is, you know, this has become like my anthem for me. And I can look back at like, as I was a teenager, even now, like those songs that just stuck with me throughout seasons that reminded me of what the word says, reminded me of what, what God was saying in season, that it just has been so um, just life giving. Mm -hmm. And we just want out of our obedience and faithfulness to this, uh, for that to become something for others. And so, yeah, so it's just a, it's a response and an invitation for the Holy Spirit to come and do whatever he wants. Amen. I love that. So what is it that you want people, when people listen to it, mm-hmm. how do you want them to respond? Or what do you want them to uh, have take place while they're listening? Because I listened to Good Ground. I loved it. Oh, my goodness. You know, if, if I could, I'd totally play it during this time. But <laughs> I, I still need to figure out some things on this platform, honestly. But yeah. it's, a, it's an incredible song. But what is the response? What what do you desire for people to experience as they're worshiping to uh, these songs, these amazing songs? Yeah, I just think, um, you know, for for those to, like I said, just become your own, like for people to really take ownership 
of what they're singing and what they're declaring and knowing that there's power in their words, that there's power in their worship. And so in Good Ground, it's all about, hey, I, I love you, Lord. I love your word. And John tells us that Jesus is the word made flesh. So whenever I study the word, I'm studying you because I'm getting to know more about your heart, your nature, your character. And then in John 4, it talks about uh, the father is seeking those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. And often we see spirit or rain as a, as a representation of the Holy Spirit so that the word would come in and that his revelation spirit would come in and just cause so much fruit in our lives. And yeah. the second verse is just like saying, hey, make me more like you, like mature me into the likeness of Jesus. And the bridge is like, we want the revelation of your word, spirit, come down, bring us revelation about who you are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's for me, it's like whenever I'm listening to a message, my favorite preacher, um, I just don't want to stop there. I don't want to be like, wow, that was a great word. <laughs> you know, somebody read it to me, but like that is going to be an appetizer for more devotion unto him. I want to go seek out more of what the Holy Spirit was saying about whatever topic that was. And for this, I don't want worship to end right. at the end of the song, you know, that people will be true worshipers that worship the father in spirit yeah. and in truth that it will go past, you know, them just listening and they'll right. just really be able to experience them um, in just his wholeness and his holiness uh, for themselves. And just to really experience. Yeah. You know? Invitation to encounter. Yeah. And then encounter to a lifestyle yeah. of walking hand in hand, stride yeah. in stride with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. What do you guys foresee coming the next eight years or so in, in the church, in the prophetic movement, in encountering God through worship. I mean, I've got nothing but hope. Yeah. You know, even though the headlines might, you know, they make money on clickbait, they make money on fear, but yeah. we've got the hope in Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've got, I think the, the best days are still yet to come for, for the church and he, here in America, here in North America, you know, like, I, honestly, I just try to stay away right now just from what's going on right. and the negativity. But we're bringing hope. So what do you guys foresee coming in the prophetic worship culture, the prophetic worship movement in the days ahead for the next eight years or so? You know, prophesy if you want. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> no I, pressure, I, though. <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel that we're there's a reformation happening right now within within the worship culture and worship world. I believe also for the church, I think we're moving from a place of chasing a celebrity into chasing, chasing Jesus again and pursuing him. And instead of looking at, you know, um, algorithms and numbers and trying to build brands and sell songs, it's, it's more of falling prostrate down on your face again before the Lord and, and understanding that he is being put back at the center of his church again and moving away from all of those big things that have just been, you know, obviously there's been a lot of good things that have happened in the last 20, 25 years through the church and God can use whatever he wants to use to, you know, advance his kingdom. But I think for us, what we've been teaching our team is, is being one of those that the father is seeking. How do we do that? And continually being devoted to his word, but also like you were saying, just whatever we're, catching a glimpse of his nature, expressing that through worship and even flavoring that with our circumstances or even things in our lives to just give him glory. And so I think that reformation is starting to take place. And I, I do believe that we're coming into a spot 
where we're going to see another revival take place down the road. And like, even with all of the past revivals, it gets really, really dark, you know, obviously in headlines and in the world and throughout what's going on right before a move of the spirit happens or revival takes place and a harvest is then being, you know, uh, that harvest is happening. And so I do think that we will see another revival come that I think is going to be so, so, so powerful and a harvest will come out of that. Yeah. I think it, I think it just comes back to that whole thing of it's about Jesus. It's not about me yeah. and, and being completely not thinking about, yeah, that, that, that is self-serving. Right. Thing. Right. That really just, we know when we serve the Lord, he takes care of all of our needs. And I think that often the church has looked to worship as sort of like, oh, we got to have worship because it's the thing you do. You got to have two fast songs, two slow songs, check your box, you're good for the day. But Mm -hmm. I think that I really just foresee churches of every size just returning Mm -hmm. to the simplicity of the gospel and uh, what the presence really is and what it really means and you know with with all of the pomp and circumstance of what we see sometimes in in the music industry and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes in the worship uh, world as well I know that there are mothers and fathers who are there Mm -hmm. and who are being raised up even now to remind churches of every size of it's all about the presence no matter if you're worshiping in song or you're worshiping by preaching the word it's all about him and um, when we serve him, he's going to he's going to take care of the rest. So, yeah. Amen. Hey, so when does your album drop? When can people purchase, download it? Yeah. When yeah. when is that? Uh, well, Good Ground is our first single that will be released on Friday, June third, and it'll be on all major streaming platforms. If if you want to pre-save to Spotify, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Cody and Julie Oliver Music. There's a link on there that'll be able to to pre-save. So whenever it does release, it'll be automatically added to your library. But It'll be on YouTube, everything like that. In July, we'll have another single out that that he leads. Um, yeah, it's called Redeem It All. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites off of the album. It stems from um, uh, my mom uh, has a life message about God just redeeming everything in her life, and throughout her life, and being a God of redemption of stories, not only about you know all those things. And so mm-hmm. we're excited about that one. That will come out July 1st. And then our album is going to come out later in August. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. So I've got... I'm encouraging everybody to check out Cody and Julie Oliver music on YouTube. And then you mentioned that you have a Facebook page, Cody and Julie Oliver on Facebook or. Mm-hmm. Cody and Julie Oliver music. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't put in the music part, but <laughs> people are watching this Cody and Julie Oliver music on Facebook guys. This was a precious time. I mean, I love the presence on your life. You know, it's a sweet anointing. There are angels behind you all around you. Uh, and, you know, I think you guys are aware of the presence of God that you have. So can you pray real quick just for us to draw near to Jesus? Yeah. 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 Do Lord Jesus. We just um, we thank you for this time today. Lord, for those who are listening, would you just draw near that you would remind them that you are the good shepherd? Lord, that they would just experience your peace. Lord, that they would just come into a new revelation of, of who you are and find a new piece of your nature that they um, that was just revealed to them, Lord. Yeah. Lord, thank you for your friendship that's been through our lives and what you brought us through, Lord. And Lord, we just speak, yeah, just a fresh fire, mm-hmm. just a remembrance of, of what that first encounter was, um, that first passion of, 
of love, of, of realizing what you did for us on the cross, that that would just perpetuate this fresh fire that would come from our hearts to just worship you in spirit and truth again, that no other object, no other idol, no other um, success would be before us uh, before before worshiping you and putting you on the throne of our hearts again, Lord. Yeah, yeah, Lord, I just ask for just that fire of God just to come over and just to consume. And I just like prophesy over leaders right now, any feelings of burnout, Lord, that that would just be shifted supernaturally just to being a burn up of you, being burned up by you in the best purifying way, in a holy way, in a way that just brings us a new just vitality, Lord, and a zeal for your house. God, Lord, we just pray uh, for everybody listening right now, Lord, that they would just experience your presence and the friendship of the Holy Spirit like never before. Lord, as they worship, Lord, as they just spend time with you in the quiet and the loud times, Lord, that you would just be so evident and manifest there with them. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. While you guys were praying, God was showing me some things like a fiery prophetic eagle, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, soaring. And I believe that there's going to be new winds of the spirit on your life, on your ministry. And it was an honor, seriously, an honor to have you on this podcast episode. So thank you so very much. I want to encourage everybody to subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, available on all podcast platforms and also to just share it, but please go to Cody and Julie Oliver music on YouTube. And as as they'd said, you know, purchase this, but also just share people, share those links with people, you know, so that other people could draw near to the wonderful Holy Spirit. Guys, it was an honor to have you on my podcast, Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you so much. We love being here. So much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. Oh, hello. Meet Optima Health, your friend for Medicaid coverage. Like any true friend, we can help make life a little easier with discounts on healthy food and gift cards for pregnancy and child checkups. We include vision and medical help 24-7. See more benefits at OptimaMedicaid.com slash hello. It's time to say hello to Optima Health, a health plan you can count on.